0: Toxie, the Toxic Avenger edition. I've got my mop. Get your mop. Shout out to Troma, mm-hmm. the uh, industrious film, in, indie, indie, in, super indie film studio in New York City, that made Toxie, the Toxic Avenger. Uh, that's just a tease of what mm-hmm. our if is going to be today. It's quite the if. Get, get your safety goggles on. Um get your pepper on. Shout out to the, <laughs> shout out to no. the Papper.
1: I you know, I don't think I will admit, I don't think you need one for this exactly. You just oh, gotta okay. maybe try not to put your hands in your mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be hard.
0: That's always good advice. That's always good advice. Um, that uh was um the lovely voice of uh, scientist Gabby Panicia, virologist at, uh, who knows a thing or two about putting her fingers in her mouth, uh, and when not to, (laughs) uh, virologist at Rockefeller University. How are you, Gabby?
1: I am good. I mean, you make that joke, but I was a tremendous booker picker as a kid. (laughs) Wow. ceaseless. So, I mean, I I probably stuck my fingers in places where I really shouldn't have, Um, and basically all of my adult life and academic (laughs) pursuits since have been Eh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> 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 well,
2: Points for a, authenticity. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good definition of adulthood, actually. Just constant realization <laughs> that you shouldn't have done the things you did when you were younger.
1: Well, you know, there's a saying about hindsight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, those
0: sonorous tones were uh, from um, Professor Matthew Stanley of, of, I almost did it again, gave New York University a the that it doesn't have. Of New York University,
2: yeah. you're just obsessed with the direct article. There's no, yeah,
0: <laughs> very direct, very direct. How are things there?
2: Uh, we're uh, halfway through J term, um, so everybody is somehow already exhausted, even though it's two weeks into the new year. So, ah, oh,
0: what is J? They call it J. Oh, uh,
2: we pack a whole course into um, three and a half weeks.
1: Wow, and why uh, is it
0: called J
2: term uh, for January? Ah, oh, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, January Jones specifically it's named after the, <laughs> the actress yeah <laughs> all
0: right not named after J date that's right
2: <laughs> something else entirely
0: yeah. yeah uh cool so um our if this week comes from gabby and uh it's uh well, I've been started a new thing kind of we've done it occasionally but sort of you know a lot of times we find our stories as news stories. Some are uh, initiated by a news story. Others are ideas we have or a subject we're interested in. Gabby's interested in this subject. And then we go to the news and see what's there. Um, it's also the way we communicate with each other. If one of us has an idea, we send each other a few uh, articles we found about the topic. And can you know, all read up on it. And so um, this week's IF uh, comes to us from... Uh, uh, Gabby's dark mind and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and knowledge set, um, but and here's an, here's an article related to it. I'll just read a little bit. This is from Science News. Um, uh, up up and the uh, the author is Jake Bueller, and I wonder, poor Jake Bueller probably Bueller. got many jokes. Yeah, I, I would
2: imagine. Yeah.
0: Paris Bueller. Um, the headline: A parasite. And I'll just just read a little excerpt from this. A parasite quote: A parasite makes wolves more likely to become pack leaders. Toxoplasma gondii infections have a dramatic impact on the social decisions of gray wolves. Then there's a picture of three lovely gray wolves in the snow. Uh, and here's just a little bit of here. Jake Bueller writes. Um, a parasite might be driving some wolves to lead or go solo. Wolves in Yellowstone National Park. Oh, where? Just side note: one of the most amazing places on earth. If you ever get a chance to go. Wolves in Yellowstone National Park. Oh, also a TV series, I think, very popular. Uh, anyway, <laughs> wolves in Yellowstone National Park infected with Toxoplasma gandhi, make more daring decisions than their uninfected counterparts, researchers report November 24th, that was November 24th, 2022, in uh, the uh, periodical Communications Biology Journal. uh, The wolves' enhanced risk-taking means they are more likely to leave their pack or become leaders of their own. Quote, those are two decisions that can really benefit wolves or could cause wolves to die Hmm. <laughs> or he'll die, says Connor Meyer, a field biologist at the University of Montana in Missoula. Oh, also a beautiful place. Uh, the findings reveal a parasite's potent ability to influence a wolf's social fate. I'll just wrap up by saying say uh, disease is often considered important for wildlife, mostly in the context of killing its host, Meyer says. We have evidence now that just being infected with a certain parasite, Toxoplasma, can have pretty major implications for wolf behavior. Hmm. So uh, now we will we will set up the if we will welcome the if with great fanfare, and Gabby's going to take us into the world of Toxoplasma Gandhi, uh, and I think the if um, what what. What's an if that uh, would be fun, Gabby? How would we describe it?
1: Uh, I think just following this thing around, right? Through its life cycle, what it's doing, and the fact that it infects basically most animals you can think of.
0: Whoa, whoa. Uh, Prolific toxoplasma gondii. So I'm going to say, let's get ready. We're going to welcome, prepare yourselves, Mm. seatbelts on arms and legs inside the car, and what the if, (laughs) what the if, you were Toxoplasma Gandhi? What if we could be the parasite? Imagine the fun. It's one thing to watch a movie about him. Tearing up cities and saving, stopping crime. It's another to be the Toxoplasma Gandhi. So, Gabby, help, help us out. How do, so, I think we, we, we often begin by defining our terms. So, so how, what's the setup? How do you set up this experiment? How do we enter the
1: uh, yeah, common I mean, parasite? I figure I should first tell you what the hell it is. Yeah. Um, So it doesn't actually have anything to do with Toxie, the toxic Avenger. Oh my (laughs) god, (laughs) it sounded like it. it. So put away any hopes of being some very melted-looking green man fighting crime, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) start thinking instead instead about uh, sort of microscopic single-celled organisms. Um, so Toxoplasma, you know, you think about parasites, right? And if they can maybe like tapeworm, something like Ooh. funky and wriggly with like no eyeballs that like you really <laughs> kind of squish you out. Well, it's not actually like that. So Toxo is like a cousin to malaria. Mm-hmm. And it's actually this like little single-celled organism that's kind of more closely related to a plant than it is to like mammals. Um, it's just a sort of single cell that has figured out, hey, I can really exist within animals and get along great. Oh, wow.
0: Um, and there's it's a lot of these... one cell. One cell. hmm
1: Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about toxoplasmosis, it's usually, you know, in the context of multiple, you know, you don't get infected with just one generally. But at the same time, you know, yeah, it's just a single-celled organism. It doesn't, you know, it's not part of a body. Um, there's no little goopy green guy wriggling around. It's just mm. one sort of weird kind of look-and-sell thing. Um, that, but that can cause a lot of different effects. Um, so one thing that I should probably mention about parasites, too, especially little single-cell ones like these, is that, I mean, you've probably heard me describe malaria before as God's ugliest butterfly. But <laughs> parasites in general are kind of like this. You're going to laugh, but it's kind of true. Because, you know, you think of a butterfly, right? And it's caterpillar, cocoon, a uh, beautiful butterfly that, you know, there's right. this metamorphosis that happens where... Mm. Each phase is like completely visually distinct from the last, has its own different properties. Parasites kind of do that too, where in different stages of a complex life cycle, they can have completely different forms, completely different behaviors, and sort of have completely different effects in different hosts. Some parasites can have really complicated life cycles where they go through multiple different hosts before reaching the one that they need to at the end of the cycle in order to breed and then produce a new generation of these bad boys that inevitably start the cycle all over again. So toxo is kind of like that. It's actually a parasite of cats, um, but not just domestic cats, any felid. Um, So lions, tigers, oh my, uh, all of them (laughs) can have and spread toxoplasmosis. Um, And it can infect basically any warm-blooded animal, and that's called its intermediate host, basically kind of just a midway point until it gets back to a cat where it really wants to go. and in infecting basically any warm blooded animal uh that includes us uh yeah. among like you know mice rats birds squirrels basically anything you can think of wolves hyenas all things like that um and i think it's something around like nearly a third of people on earth are infected something around like 2 billion people Whoa. And wow and the percentage That's of people crazy. does kind of, it's kind of insane considering that like by and large you could have toxo and just not know like you don't get sick from it it's not like you get it somehow, and then you start like violently throwing up, and they are like, "It's the toxoplasmosis." Oh. <laughs> no, you could just not know. Like sometimes you might have like a fever, and then it goes away, and some people are then left with toxo forever. It doesn't leave. It so it's sits affecting, in your brain. Their,
0: affecting their behavior for the rest of their
2: life.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So there's some, is there some particular relationship to pregnant women and toxoplasmosis? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that has to do with, so you guys might have heard, you know, pregnant people shouldn't, you know, change the kitty litter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's to kind of minimize your exposure to, to potentially toxoplasmosis. So okay. because it's shed in cat poop um, and kitty litter is exactly, you know, generally full of cat poop if you're interacting with it. Um, since, you know, pregnant people kind of have a lowered immune system, you kind of just want to stay away from it just in case, since it can cause a lot of birth defects. Yeah, um, okay.
2: cause that was the reason it doesn't, I, I, I was uh, told that I needed to change the litter box, um, all the time about say. 18 years ago. And then <laughs> that just never stopped. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also to like, you know, if you have latent plasmos, toxoplasmosis already, and then, you know, you get pregnant, it's fine. Um, but it's like acute toxoplasmosis. That's more the problem.
2: Hmm. Um, okay.
1: So, so you could well, transfer kitty litter duty back, is all I'm saying, you know? <laughs> finally,
2: now that the kids are off to college.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would seem, that's a good, uh, that's a good marker <laughs> to go by, I think. <laughs> <laughs> say, honey. Um, uh, now, when we say it affects your behavior, I, I suppose it's difficult to quantify what that means. Like, how much, like, in other words, there would be 100%. Controlling your behavior, like ratatouille, like the rat in Ratatouille, or or <laughs> the body snatchers, or something like that, and just having some very mild influence. Like, can they say, yeah? What do so they So, its influence
1: is pretty mild, right? Um, hmm. So, part of the thing that this happens with is is it's not really necessarily like, oh, it's that single cell is somehow like I don't know pushing a neuron or something, and like you know mm-hmm. that's why you have all this. It's actually deliberately, in some ways, affecting you know, your neural circuits, because for a parasite that wants to get back to its host, cats, and is infecting essentially small mammals, it's going to want to be spread by that small animal getting eaten by that cat. Oh, wow. So it's in the best interest of something like Toxo to change that prey animal's response to cats. So in rats, we have a lot of really interesting studies about it where rats and mice, where, you know, all of a sudden they sort of lose their fear to, like, cat urine. They Mice mm-hmm. and rats are generally, like, kind of, well, not as much rats, but mice are pretty neurotic creatures because everything eats them. Um, so you see them, they run really fast, they stop, they're around the edges of the room. Um, that behavior kind of changes a little bit. They're less darty, flighty. Um, I think it also partially makes them, like, attracted to cat urine. There seems to be some, like, uh, you know, controversy about it, but they're definitely not really afraid of it anymore. Um, So it's increasing all of these risk-taking behaviors in these small animals where, you know, maybe they feel more comfortable out in the open than they should. Um, In the case of, I mentioned hyenas, um, so lions got infected with toxoplasmosis in, like, you know, wildlife reserves. Um, And... It's spreading through the ecosystem. And what they've found is that like hyenas that are infected like pretty early with toxo will just approach lions, which does not go well for the hyenas at all. <laughs> um, and so the risk-taking behaviors are not helping them, but it's certainly helping the toxoplasmosis because toxo is spreading.
0: Wow, this is like yeah. true evil genius. So the, yeah. if, if we so, so. are the toxo, mm-hmm. essentially what we're doing is, we're, let's say we are toxo and we're riding around in a mouse, um, then uh, we, we make the mouse that we are riding around in uh, stop being afraid of cats so that we and the mouse we are in will be eaten, mm-hmm. which we don't care about because we will be fine, and we will then th- go from the cat's stomach back into the cat.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is sort of the life cycle, right? So imagine, you know, you just start with a cat. The cat is infected with Toxo, and in its gut, the parasite is, you know, making a bunch of parasite babies. It's in its sexual stage is what we call it. Uh, it's having a great time. Uh, parasite babies <laughs> you know, get pooped out. like college
2: out. again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is the college stage of, uh, of Toxo. of, <laughs> So the parasite babies all get pooped out. Uh toxo does not have to stick around until they leave for college, unless that's the toxoplasmosis <laughs> equivalent of college. I don't really want to get into that one. Uh, so all of the parasite babies get pooped out and sort of mature in the environment. They sort of hit the dirt and then become infectious in like one to five days, somewhere around there. Because again, parasites kind of change form over time. So there's sort of an environmental form. Um, when it gets ingested by something that we call an intermediate host, basically anything that's not a cat that can be infected... Uh, So it's like mice, birds, stuff like that. Hmm. Um, That's after they eat something that's contaminated with toxo. It can be, you know, like an infected leaf. Hmm. Maybe they're eating poop, something like that. Uh, And then the parasite changes form again inside of them and then moves to the brain and muscle tissue. And then in there, they change form again. (laughs) And so that's this like tissue cyst form is kind of what they refer to it as that is very stable long-term. So that's what... Most people have, when we say that they have toxoplasmosis, they have these really just stable, long-term parasite bodies that, you know, aren't moving around. They're not wriggling in there or something like that. They're stable, not really growing or changing further, but just subtly influencing behavior. And then, you know, the cat eats that mouse or bird or you if you die in the apartment or something. (laughs) And then the cat gets infected and the cycle starts all over again. Wow.
2: All right. So we as the parasite um we're in the mouse um we want to move up as it were jefferson style that's right <laughs> um how exactly do we influence the mouse to to get a little closer to the cat like mm. is it like ratatouille where we're like whispering in its ear like you'll be fine <laughs> you'll be fine
1: I mean, it's kind of more like that than anything else, if you think about it. So, yeah. I mean, as opposed to like, you know, directly, you know, poking different regions of its brain to like move an arm or something like that uh-huh. and get it okay. to crawl yeah. step by step towards mm-hmm. a cat. So what it does is it actually increases dopamine release in the brain. It's oh. known to literally change um, like epigenetic markers. So mm-hmm. epigenetics, I might have mentioned it once or twice before, is sort of, Above genetics is where it comes in that you know you have stuff that's firmly encoded by DNA, but then there are extra markers that the cell adds to sort of turn things on or off, keep things at a certain level, um, and so that's what the parasite does is it sort of turns the dial up to eleven. Um, and then what kind of some of the responses to this is that it kind of dampens the fear response; it kind of impairs the normal circuit that makes you look at something and say, I'm too afraid to do this. Mm, mm. Um, similarly, uh, it's because it's kind of a reward circuit that it's changing. Um, in people, they've noticed that like certain reward, like if you're if you're trying to do a, a reward-based task, like people with toxo just are not as motivated by it, um, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah. know how that's going to map to the mice or the rats in nature. Um but, I mean, generally, you know, it's it's changing those do- dopamine circuits that are associated with fear. Um, so, you know, nothing's really working like it should in that brain that tells it, yeah, I shouldn't do that. It's like, you know, having a beer and thinking you can totally do that whatever skateboard trick. Um, and that's kind of what it's doing. It's just sort of dampening that baseline level of fear all the time.
2: All right. So we're kind of like drug dealers, right? We, we see our mouse starting to get worried and we're like, drink this,
1: drink this (laughs) potion.
2: Um, and that calms them down a little bit and then it gets a little closer and we're like, drink this. All right. That sounds like a good plan, actually.
0: Could, are, are they, or could they be, could Toxo be marketed as some sort of, uh, like gives you courage?
1: I mean, so I wouldn't. Hmm. It's one of these things, right? Liquid where if You look at the <laughs> studies, and then you have it forever. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, it's one of these things in all of the studies, right? Where it's not like a hundred percent. If you have toxoplasmosis, you are the biggest risk taker in the room. If they grabbed, you know, twenty right, people, right. and you got two skydivers, it's yeah. not a hundred percent that the two skydivers are toxoplasma people like you could have somebody who's just an office worker who has it it's not like a hundred percent predictor of like insane risk-taking behavior right but it does you know kind of amp it up a little bit so like i think there was one study that actually found that um it was a really consistent like positive predictor of like entrepreneurial activity Uh that you were like 1.4 Four times more likely among people surveyed at a business conference Hmm, to be to have started your own business if you were like toxoplasmosis positive. Um, So, like Elon
0: Musk, his level of Toxo must be off the charts.
1: Yeah, I mean that's where it's like you know it's correlative, right? Like the parasite's not like whispering in your ear that you should start a brewery, but like (laughs) at the same time, those people have a slightly increased risk, and so. well, not slightly increased risk, a slightly increased risk taking be- behavior. Right. So it's not like a hundred percent, like I said, but it's still well, kind of answered up. One point four is a society. lot.
2: I mean, that's a yeah, big, it's pretty big jump. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think it was something like in a group of like surveyed like business majors or something like that. Like I think it was like one point seven ti- like times more likely to be going among business majors. The ones that were choosing the more high risk like major of like directly starting their own business or something like that was like. 1.7 times. So like, you know, there there are times where it's like, okay, yeah, this is definitely a population that engages in these things, but, you know, don't feel like because you have a passing interest in going skydiving that means 100% <laughs> you have a brainworm. <laughs> right. Like, you well, know, this it's, is, it's not really like that.
0: This also explains why all the James Bond supervillains have cats. Is it all petting cats, you know, because they Yeah, are,
1: you know. You strongly know. strongly yeah. corally. So cu- yeah. The
0: courage to yeah. live inside a volcano. You know, it's got to take take a little courage. Um, so if we 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 make our way, at, we are the parasite, and we made our way back into a
1: cat. Is the cat actually
0: our preferred state? And the problem is the damn cat keeps pooping us out.
1: So the thing about parasites is, is they can't really stay forever in the cat. It's a life mm. cycle for a permanent reason, right? Mm. Um, much like the fact that the butterfly basically just exists to make a bunch of caterpillars and then die, that's kind of what the cat stage is. But they can only do that in a cat. So if suddenly aliens came and went, we think these guys are cute, and abducted every single felid on Earth, (laughs) Etoxa wouldn't really be able to spread anymore um, because you would miss the parasites going back, the breeding cycle of the parasite. So every time that it's, you know, changing form in the dirt, changing form inside of you, it's not really making more of itself. It's breeding and it's recombining in a cat is sort of the Ah. difference. That's where... (laughs) That's the breeding ground, right? Right, Um, right. So if you eliminate that, eventually, you know, you kind of cut it off on its source. But at the same time, I think cats are going to be around considering, you know, domestic cats are like a ridiculously invasive species. So yeah, Toxo's probably not going away anytime soon.
0: yeah. every time I have to pull my cat out of the cabinet, uh, I, I, I tell her she's got to stop being so invasive. <laughs> of, the pots. <laughs> of the pots and pants. Um, so uh, so when we, ahead,
2: when we infect humans, though, that's not actually helping our life cycle then, right? Because we want to be end, end up in a cat. So is that just us risk taking? we want a little more adventure. We, we do want to see what it's like to found a brewery.
1: <laughs> it's purely accident. Yeah. So uh, we're okay. just accident. We are caught in the crossfire. Um, and this does kind of happen in the world of biology, peristology, et cetera. Like there are things that we can catch, but we can't spread. Um, so you know, we're not really contributing to the life cycle, but you know, Toxo has no way of knowing that. It's not like, oh my god, get me out of here. Uh-huh. Um, it has no abort mechanism to you know crawl down out of your brain stem. And again, I'm anth- kind of anthropomorphizing, it doesn't really move like that. Um, <laughs> but oh, there was something else about that that I was going to say. Oh, oh, just how you actually get infected with this. I don't think I mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's really an accident, right? Um, unless you're deliberately hunting down cat poop and eating it. Um, But it just comes from, you know, contact with anything that's contaminated by the toxo and from cat poop. Um, And so for people that's usually unwashed, you know, vegetables, stuff like that, where if you don't really wash your produce and, you know, on that farm cat pooped on it or whatever, Ah. that might be how. Um, Or from undercooked meat, if you're eating something Ah. that could have been infected with it, Um, And then you're not really, since it lives in muscle tissue, which is mostly what we eat, um, if you don't really cook that properly, then you could, you know, bite it. (laughs) Not bite it. It doesn't really kill people, unless you're severely immunocompromised. Um, But that's how you get it.
0: Um, Is it, uh, you mentioned it has no way to move on its own. Is that right? It's totally...
1: It's not completely inert, exactly. Uh Like, single cells do have some motility. Um, And I know there is something with toxo, which when it's in that sort of breeding cycle where it's making more of itself, um, it has to be able to get out of like a cell. Uh Um, And I know there's like some motor proteins involved in that because I knew somebody was studying it and they had all these cool videos of like little toxos trying to bump their way out of it and not being able to. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: So, I mean, it does have some movement, but I think it's very easy to like mentally think of something very worm-like sort of wriggling about. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's still just this, like, single-celled organism um, that's moving on a much smaller scale than your average creepy crawly. Yeah. But it can not get around. Like, it has to get up to your brain from, you know, your stomach or whatnot. Um, so it does in- involve some amount of movement.
0: Yeah. So, Matt, maybe this is a question for you or maybe for Gabby. This is, this is a little bit of a harder, harder, bigger question, but how in the world... This is a question that always comes up when we learn about these crazy, complex life cycles of parasites. In particular, how does how did that evolve? Ah, how in the world? Question. I mean, it sounds so uh, designed. <laughs> you know, I mean, you mm-hmm. get this parasite that can that can kind of using all these subtle chemical methods increase risk behavior and risk taking behavior. I mean it just seems insane.
2: Yeah, this is definitely a question for Gabby. I don't I I have the same kind of reaction.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing about these things is they happen slowly and accidentally over millions and millions of years. Right. So it's not that this parasite is like I'm going to change this. We as toxo did not go I'm deliberately going to poke my little biochemical fingers at this part of the brain and right. see what happens. Right. It's more that, you know, some parasite along the line got into br- the brain, right? And then its offspring, which got back into the cat, maybe had some more likelihood of getting into the neck, you know. It, it, it's always, sorry, I'm phrasing this badly. Yeah. It is any increased likelihood of getting into that final host is sort of propagated up the chain, right? Any change that makes it more likely for it to continue its life cycle will be propagated and will make more of itself, which in turn have their own increased likelihoods. And so it probably didn't start, you know, with these sweeping changes in risk-taking, right? It probably was just a little bit of a tweak. Um, And, you know, again, these are like millions of years of evolution where parasites can take advantage of complexity in an ecosystem, that because there's all these different animals in there, it can, oh, infect this one that it didn't know it could before. Again, no, anthropomorphizing, but then still somehow wind up back at its intended host. And any ability that it might have to survive in places where it doesn't think it would normally... Mm -hmm. And it all of a sudden can that's sort of propagated through the chain. It's advantage, its advantageous that next generation of parasites, if it succeeds in getting back, will maybe have that same that parents' ability to live in things that they didn't know they could.
0: Actually, that kind of makes it clearer because I could—it's a little easier to see. I can imagine. Okay, I, the the parasite is in a cat. It gets pooped out of the cat. It goes into all kinds of other creatures, including mice, and if it then goes into the mice and then the mouse dies and the thing never makes it back into a cat, that parasite is going to die, let's say. Mm-hmm. It, let's say it has to eventually get into a cat. Whereas eventually, and, and while it's in the mouse, it has some chemical interactions with the with the mouse's brain. And mm-hmm. some random chemical interaction does nothing. And then over millions of years, another parasite has another chemical interaction and another one, another one, another one. And suddenly... Out of all those random chemical interactions, one of them it makes the mouse not afraid of cats, and suddenly that particular parasite makes its way back to the cat. That's the one that's now going to be uh, reproduced.
1: Yeah, that's going to reproduce super fast. Found the magic
0: circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That is astounding. a much better
1: way of putting it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is crazy. Um, so Matt, you are you are a toxie Mm-hmm. And um, what what creature would you like to ride around in before you well, went back to your
2: cats? Cat? Good question. So let's see here. Um, I might want to take a ride on my dog Magpie, actually, <clears throat> because she is always trying to get close to our cats, um, uh, okay. and in particular, she likes licking the cat butts. So <laughs> I think I might try to catch a ride. Um, on this particular weirdo pitbull mix, um I think this might <laughs> be because she's really fast, she's very strong um she lives in a house with a whole bunch of cats that have trouble getting away from her. Um, <clears throat> so I think I might go for sort of a pseudo cat predator um instead of cat food. We'll Good see if twist. That gets me somewhere yeah
0: now the thing is d- does does the uh does the host of the taxi uh have to be eaten?
1: Yes.
2: Oh, okay. <clears throat> All yes. right, in that so, case. I mean, yeah.
1: You could live just forever in magpie. That'd be mm-hmm. fine. That'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, you know, I don't want kids, so I'm just going to end my parasite life cycle here, hang out in a dog, it's going to be great. Um, that is perfectly fine. Um, the thing about parasites, right, is that imagine you're, say, you know, one of these wolves or something that's, you know, in Yellowstone, and you are eating some kind of creature that has toxo in the gut, some kind of felid, be it a yeah. cat or puma, something like that, the form that's in their gut is not infectious yet. It takes yeah. it getting pooped out in the environment and whatnot, and then taking that time to mature before it really becomes infectious. So it's kind of one of these things with parasites where, in theory, you could be holding you know, the parasite, but depending on what form it's in, it might not be able to do anything. It might be pretty inert. Um, so, yeah, you can't just, you know, get it from eating a cat or something.
2: That's, bummer. <laughs> That's a bummer.
0: That's,
1: yeah. Yeah. Now, how is the wolf, is the wolf,
0: I forget, what, what is it? What does the wolf become not afraid of doing? It. Uh,
1: oh, it's, it's like leaving the pack or starting their own. Right. Like leading their right. own. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So the interesting thing there is what they were studying was just this general risk-taking behavior, not something directly related to, like with the mouse, not being afraid of cats is a direct path, right, for the toxo to get from the mouse back into a cat. But this general just sort of risk-taking behavior is a fascinating thing. So this would almost be, is, is this sort of actually would be one of those halfway steps in evolution? An example no, of... No, it's
1: sorry. exactly the same thing that's happening with the mouse, really. It's uh-huh. just that we're viewing it from a different lens. Because when mm. the mouse takes a risk, it's stupid because everything <laughs> eats the mouse. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when the wolf takes takes a risk, it doesn't really have the same predators, right? So mm-hmm. its risk-taking is just kind of different because it's not really thinking anything's eating it. That said, in the same original article, there was also stuff about... Wolves that were infected with toxo had uh, host ranges that closely overlapped with pumas more than wolves that didn't have toxo. Mm-hmm. So that does put them in uh, kind of contention with another animal that can uh, have a bit of a go at them right. and also be infected with toxo from wolves it kills.
0: Right, um, right.
1: And vice versa, the wolves can be infected with toxo from the cat droppings. Um, All right. I so think we've it is got still that. kind of.
2: I'm oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, it is still kind of advantageous to the life cycle in some way. Yeah,
2: and I think we've got, um, I think I figured out what the first Toxo sports tournament is going to be, which is how (laughs) far can you get your host to roam? um, Or what kind of crazy thing can you get your host to do? Um, So, you know, I got my wolf to go all the way into Puma territory. Um yeah. they're on. Well, yeah. I got my wolf to go into the Times Square subway station. Um <laughs> I think this would be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I can see this leading to like a battle bots type situation.
2: You know, the uh, Yeah, that's right. You know,
0: <laughs> ever more fearsome creatures, and then like each time some some new new uh uh coach comes along with a new uh a new ever more fierce creature, all the other creatures in in the tournament run away and they have to be reinjected with more Toxie so they can get get the courage to come back and, uh, <laughs> and fight um uh, you know w- one thing that struck me is wrapping up the um with the wolves it was about being the leader of the pack right so does this say something about our leaders might our leaders be potentially more prone to have is 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 Toxi, uh, uh Leading certain people to become cr- crazy uh, leaders. That uh, kind I don't r-
1: necessarily think so. I mean, I think risk taking is a little bit different in wolves versus people, right? Because like mm-hmm. trying to become the leader of the pack is a little bit different from taking over your group project. Mm-hmm. The because I if don't you know, don't depends, see that depends on the group. That's true, right? (laughs) Um, But if you're not seeing that group project as much of a risk, it's not a risk-taking behavior to lead that group project or something like that. I don't know if there's any studies about, you know, is it enriched in politicians, people who have to run for public office or something like that. Um, But it is interesting, right, that, like, you know, a side effect of this is its influence on our society. Like, in no way in the evolution of toxoplasmosis was it ever really intended to get to social animals right it's just a Uh, parasite that really is more intended for prey animals of cats um and it can infect us it can infect wolves it can infect like you know all these other creatures but it's not really the goal and so it's kind of neat that there's this accidental side effect that's changing social dynamics in ways that you know we did not expect
0: yeah yeah that's really wild uh, if if suppose toxo toxie as as we as we end here we push our we push our if to the limit, so if toxi goes crazy and infects, it just becomes abundant, infects everything. What is the uh, what does the world look like with toxie uh, toxoplasma run amok? So every it's in it's in every creature. The system has gone haywire.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, so for one, this is kind of a concern, right? Like I said, cats are invasive species. They get into ecosystems they shouldn't, and they often devastate them mostly by killing a ton of small animals, uh, but also with the sort of bio-warfare of toxoplasmosis. Um, So that's actually something that people are kind of worried about. Um, (laughs) For people, you might be surprised in how little it changes. Like I said, most people don't really know they have it. There's no, like, You don't watch somebody do a backflip and you're like, oh, you definitely have Toxo. So so people would probably be about the same. Maybe more people start their own businesses. Uh, Maybe more people get into adrenaline kind of sports or something like that. Uh, So maybe, you know, football, rugby, competitive skydiving are all sorts of things that we see in this new era a lot more often. Um, Ecologically, it's probably going to have a lot of really negative impacts, Uh Uh, it's probably going to disrupt the food web because if animals aren't really displaying the fear responses they should, Um, you know, you'll have animals that aren't as good at evading predation. At the same time, it also also kind of reduces your reflex time. So you also might have predators not really catching prey as well if they're not as fast or again, prey that just sucks at running away. Um, (laughs) So maybe everything just slows down a little bit. In a way that hmm, maybe kind of sucks.
2: <laughs> maybe with the inverse, I, I can imagine were I a supervillain type person, say like a dean of a business school, I might want <laughs> my students to take more risks. So maybe yeah. I I start pumping toxoplasmosis into like the cafeteria food. Um uh, would, that, would that be a good strategy?
1: I mean, generally speaking, infecting people with foreign agents is kind of not the best strategy. <laughs>
2: oh, um, I, I have to make some phone calls then. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I mean, think, any kind, anytime there's a risk, it doesn't mean there's a reward.
2: Right. So just
1: because yeah. you're the one like saying, put it all on black now, in <laughs> even the business sense or the casino sense, yeah. it doesn't necessarily that's gonna mean that's going to win. Hmm. That said, I did realize a casino is an excellent place for... Uh, Somebody to be yes. pumping toxoplasmosis yeah,
0: in right. the yes. water. That's true. It's got to be in the air in casinos or in in the. That's why now we know why there are those shrimp bars in the casinos or the buffet. <laughs> 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 it's oh. all risk taking inducements. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that, doable. All that right. would totally make sense. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it would be good. Um, Matt, what for you? Uh, if you if you were this uh, parasite. What would be the most fun part?
2: I don't know. Uh, kind of nice to hang out with cats all day, and cats are fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Right. right. So, I think
0: I I would enjoy the uh, th- and maybe this is the thrill seeker in me. I, I would enjoy the ride of going
2: from creature to creature.
0: That just sounds exciting. Uh, that
2: could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a log flume.
0: Yeah, yeah kind of crazy, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, I mean, imagine the 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 ride that that the toxic. Toxie experiences, I can't even imagine, of being inside a mouse, and then the the, the the mouse gets eaten, and then the thing makes its way into a cat. That's got to be a hell of a ride. Got to be. I mean, that's better than IMAX. That would be quite the experience. Gabby, how about you? What would be the most fun part of being a Toxo? What is it? And what is the proper name again? I've just so- gone with Toxie so long now, I can't remember.
1: Yeah, and there's been a couple times. Said toxoplasmos toxoplasmosis, one of, that's the disease, and toxoplasma. I technically mean oh, the okay. the parasite is toxoplasma gondii. The disease is toxoplasmosis. Oh. It's another SARS two COVID kind of.
2: Okay, no, that's good to know. I did not descriptor know Descriptor situation. Right,
0: right. And what would be the most fun part of being one of these parasites?
1: Honestly, I have a bias towards cats. It would be fun hanging out with cats, but it yeah. would be fun to be the like one of those exotic toxoplasma ones that's like in the Serengeti. And I'm in a lion oh, or something.
0: Oh, like, right.
1: I know I'm not particularly good for the ecosystem, but you know that would be the closest parasite Gabby has ever been to a lion, besides <laughs> you to the zoo. So that would be that close. Sounds pretty good to me.
0: <laughs> that sounds excellent. Um, and uh, listeners, I invite you. Why don't you let us know? Email us feedback at whattheif.com, or go to our website whattheif.com, and just uh, write in the little contact box. What would you if you if you got to ride around as uh, Toxo, what is it? Toxoplasma Gandhi. Yep. And, and Gandhi, by the way, is G O N D I I.
1: Yes, not like Gandhi, not, not like right of India, exactly. <laughs> Civil rights movements, <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, he would not be involved in manipulating wildlife,
1: you know. No, no.
0: Useful than that. Um, uh, fantastic. Well, this has been quite the colorful, and I would dare say, delicious. A little delicious yeah. aspect. <laughs> mm. um, journey. A, a delicious if that we've gone on. Um, carnivorous. It's been a carnivorous if. Uh, Gabby, do you have anything, uh, anything coming up that you want to plug?
1: Nope. I am completely unplugged. Unplugged. <laughs>
0: unplugged. Uh, Matt, how about you? Any risk-taking behavior?
2: Um, I will week. be uh, shifting from one species to another um, this mm-hmm. weekend, um, hopefully to a Fantastic. more risk-taking one. Um, so I'll let you know where I end up.
0: All right. That'll be good. Mm-hmm. Send a postcard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hello, I'm a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of donkeys, by the way, I, I, I like to give movie uh, recommendations occasionally. There's a movie out called E E O. I I think it's the letter E and the letter O. And it's... It's a European film, and it's really sweet and it's like it's like the whole movie takes place from the point of view of a donkey in huh. like Eastern hmm. europe and the poor donkey goes he winds up on some adventures, not like Pixar adventures, but sort of ordinary adventures somehow he ends up becoming a uh, slight spoiler alert. He winds up becoming a mascot for a soccer team at one moment, and then the next minute he's at a disco. and just all these random things that happen to him as he wanders across Eastern Europe. So, Those sound response. like
1: risk-taking behaviors. So. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. very
0: risk-taking. Yeah. I think I understand the film now. Oh. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you are uh, not a Patreon member, or if you don't know what that is, I encourage you to go to patreon.com slash what the if we have, we have a new Patreon member, by the way, um, so uh, welcome welcome and uh I should uh I, let me look that up actually um, but uh go check it out it's sort of a um a membership program where you can get all kinds of gifts and uh things to wear things to uh drink from uh and things like that or, uh, should have done this earlier, of course, but um, <laughs> uh, Noah, Noah, welcome. So good to have you. Noah has joined our Patreon membership, so we welcome our new member. And uh, I hope to welcome you. If you're listening and you don't know what this is, go check it out. Um, all right. Uh, Matt, would you uh, help our listeners understand the cr- closing ritual this closing ritual has evolved like evolution itself it's gone through a lot of uh, down a lot of random pathways uh, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of deaths you mm-hmm. know a lot of useless spawnings have happened to to boil it down mm-hmm. to this
1: well
2: basically this is this is our moment of um, existential horror where the the true consequences of what we have created finally dawns on us uh, <laughs> and re- we react appropriately So basically, we're the Toxoplasma Gandhi, hanging out happily inside a cat digestive system, and our life seems perfectly good, until one of our neighbors says, you know, it's time for us to move on to another host. And suddenly we realize we're approaching a cat butt from the inside, (laughs) and we scream out, What What the...
0: That would definitely make me scream out. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the show. Send in your ideas. We run with them. You become a super ifer. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page, and uh, we will see you next week.